Welcome to the Short Rod Show. You're talking with Ben. And you got Brett. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We are on the last episode of season three. Season three finale, (laughs) baby. Man. The finale episode with ice drawn to a close here in the Midwest. We are... uh, we're over the ice and we're ready to get out open water. Started uh, November 1, yep. run basically through March 1. So it's November, December, January, February. Yes. There you go. So this four will be months. A, a bonus episode almost. Yeah. For you guys. But yeah, wanted to. Uh, Good season though. Recap the season a little bit uh, with some top end of season topics and talk a little bit about um, fish or uh, cooking on the ice. Yep. So we typically have a cooking episode, but we didn't. Uh, we didn't keep any fish this year. Everything got cooked and ate on the ice. <laughs> we really went to town. Nothing on made it. it at home. Yep. So I figured maybe we'd just discuss some of that. Uh, first of all, the setup, then maybe some of the favorite, cause Ben was running a bunch of different batters, bunch of different, uh, not batters, uh, breadings. Yep. Um, some were, uh, some were better than others. Some would burn your butthole. Oh, yeah. <laughs> some real hot stuff. Um, Especially if the fish wasn't cooked all the way. The sushi that, with the hot bread. That next day, my God, I texted TK and I'm like, that, that fish was as hot going out as it did coming in. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it was a little raw that day. Ooh. Um, yeah, but it's it's hard to tell sometimes. Especially with that breading that's red. Yeah. You can't tell when it's cooked in the dark. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when it's You're getting dark. You're kind of just going by feel at that point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then we're, we're going to break down... Uh, Putting our gear away, some storage tips. And uh, read nice here late season. Yeah. Stay safe. Yep. Ish. Yeah, a lot of people have been going through. Yeah. Not good. Yeah, when the when the furnace just kicks on outside and it's all of a sudden 60 yep. degrees, that eats up ice pretty quick. Yep. And then uh, talk a little bit about plans for next year. Yeah. Got yeah. some exciting plans for next year. We always have. Not necessarily plans. for the podcast, but oh, for okay. us just fishing. <laughs> We're always looking cool at the stuff. next biggest thing. Yep, for That'd sure. Pretty cool. So let's break down the uh, uh, ice conditions. Yep. So Brett is from Southern Iowa, so he is the master of reading ice. You got to see what's I going on like, out there. I feel like down where you're from, you can basically count on having to read ice the whole season. Oh, you yeah. can't ever take it for granted, but especially in Southern Iowa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because there's just so much freeze and refreeze and thaw and yep. everything that. Yeah, there's good. There's thick spots. Yeah. There's spots that die off. I mean, like Little River's open right now, pretty well. I think you can get oh, a yeah. boat on Little River right yeah. now. Yeah, which is like a is which is a lake straight down 35, uh, just north of the Missouri River yep. or Missouri border. Um, Sketchy. People are ready. Yeah, you're ready to roll out there. But you come up here towards Des Moines, and I mean, there's still quite a bit of ice, but the shorelines are starting to break down pretty quick. It's but. fading quick. I mean, 60s and 70s almost. Yeah, yeah, for the temps. So, so folks that are kind of newer to to the ice fishing game i think this is kind of the key part of understanding when to put it away because you don't necessarily need to put it away. just because it's 60 degrees doesn't mean necessarily you can't go fishing it's just yep. understanding what bodies of water you're on and what you're looking at and whether you should go out there or even attempt it or what you should look at um and i guess the first i guess a little bit of lingo that you pick up you hear a lot is honey honeycombed ice yep um and what that means is basically the ice has become porous it's not uh it's not solid it's not solid anymore that the water any melt on top of the ice can as it now that it's melted and it's liquid is able to permeate through the ice get into the get down below the ice and then the ice almost looks like it's dry um even when it's like you'll go through stages so especially if you got some snow on the ice where when it first warms up you get a lot of water and slush on top 
And that's fine still. That's not, I mean, it's a bitch being out there, but yeah. that's not a big deal on the ice. Yep. Ice is still solid because the ice is, the water's not able to penetrate through the ice. Uh, but then eventually what it looks like over time is it looks like the ice almost dries off. Yep. And it's not, I mean, it could be refreeze, but it's not, you'd know. I mean, it'd be cold if it was refreeze, you'd know. But if it's still a warm day and the ice looks dry, that means she's honeycombed. Uh, and then, then things start getting sketchy. Then yeah. you need to start paying attention to what you're doing. So then uh, 12 inches of that perforated ice, yep. honeycombed ice. Which is still. May, may not hold you. Uh, <clears throat> it's still, I'd still say it'd probably hold you. <laughs> but that that's where your spud bar will tell you. Yep. So if you're hitting your spud bar and one hit, it's going through. And like four inches of ice is breaking off. Yeah. And you might need to watch yeah, out. Yeah, that's sketchy. Uh, usually what I'm more sketched out about is the shoreline's in at that point. Uh, if you can get out to 12 inches <laughs> of ice, sure. you'll be okay. It's the shorelines that break apart first, especially at boat ramps. Yep. Um, as you get heat yep. hitting that concrete, it travels through the through the concrete and warms up the water in that area immediately a yeah. little bit faster. Uh, so, yeah, your shorelines will start to break up first. So it's not like you're going to end up finding yourself out in the middle of the lake and it's going to break, and you're going to be like, oh, shit. Uh, you're going to know right away um, yep. if the water, if the ice is, you shouldn't be out there. And Yeah, I know people will plank it. People planking, what that means is you take like a 2 by 12 or some plywood or something from shore, and you connect it all the way out to the ice that's thick enough still. You make a bridge, and you walk and, across it. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm not into that. No. Uh, there's plenty of open water by that point somewhere else that yeah. I can go fishing. And generally, the bigger the body of water, the longer that'll yep. hold out. Yep. So your small ponds have a little more surface area around the outside that can yep. start heating it up from yeah. the bottom and the, and the side, so... Uh, your bigger bodies of water should hold out a little bit longer. Yep. General rule of thumb is your smaller bodies of water, they'll freeze first. Any bodies of water that freeze first will thaw first. Yep. Has kind of always been my thought. Yep. And then, so, vice versa, that the ones that take longer to freeze take longer to thaw. Yep. That seems to be accurate. Yeah. <laughs> cool. But it's a hell of a good time to be fishing right now. That's the, that's the, yep. that's the fine line. So don't be just be like, oh, got to hang it up. Yeah. Uh, if you still think you can find yep. some decent ice to get out there and, yep. and be safe on that ice, uh, yep. it's a fantastic time because there's a lot of fresh water entering the system right now that's starting to warm up. Fish are getting juiced up. Yep. Uh, especially cat. It's prime catfishing time right yep. now. <laughs> we should be out right now. Yeah, I probably should. Yep. Uh, once that, yeah, once the uh, shallow ends of some of your river, of your lakes start opening up, which typically are also the first areas to open up from ice. That's Catfish City. Yep. Start casting in there. Two, three, four feet of water. Those boys will be sitting in there. <laughs> Start pulling them in. Yep. Uh, but we got out on Sunday with the kids. We had a good little time. Before the ice got, you know, a little sketchy. Yeah, there was still snow on the There's ice. There was plenty of ice. It was just warm that yep. day. So it was a perfect was cool. day. Yep. It wasn't too warm where you were sweating and hot, but it wasn't cold where yeah. we had to be inside the shack the whole kind time. Kind of our favorite small pond um, in, in town here, so just down the road. It's just it's just good for action. Yep. You're not going to catch... Well, I mean, there are some big fish in there, but they're pretty few and far between, I think. Yeah. It's kind of hard to hard to find. Yeah. Uh, we never spend enough time on there to break it down. That's I what know. I was telling Jesse about. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> I saw one big fish on the panoptics, and that was about all I've yep. seen. Uh, but yeah, kids got into some bluegills, ate some donuts. Oh, man, that's the most exciting. Drank some, drank some juice. That's the most excitement you'll ever see. <laughs> that was two. Cool. Year and a half and two year olds just pumped up about three inch bluegills popping through the ice and yep. eating donuts and riding, yeah, that was a hell riding around in the sled. Yeah, that was a good time. I enjoy that. Giving them a good ride. And then, uh, yeah, my son dropped his foot down the hole, so 
That was yeah, the, and that, that was, was on that. my watch also. That sucked. <laughs> well, what it was is that Thomas had that dinosaur, and he was running by, and then Henry was chasing after him, and then Henry cut the corner a little little tighter oh, yeah. than Thomas did. And, Taking the shortcut right yeah. in the seven-inch hole. Yeah, put the boot right in. I mean, nothing happened, though. I mean, no, it was just quick. Fine. In, and I was like, shit, grabbed him out of there. <laughs> yeah. It didn't even go up that far, but I mean, yeah, the kids clothes are like there's no they absorb the water right away yeah there's, there's no, no water resistance. no performance gear no you know that you really even want to get because yeah it'd be too expensive but so speaking of that actually that's why on sunday i didn't wear anything other than my jacket mm-hmm. because i figured if i'm getting cold then tom's i didn't want to put it there put myself go. in a position where i was wearing like nice warm gear yep. and i'd be able to i mean if i had my full ice fishing suit i could just sit out there and negative oh, yeah. zero outside and yep well it's getting cold in my fingers uh, so I, I just wanted to make sure that I didn't want to overdress and then, yeah, cause obviously his gear's from target. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep. The, the, what's that stuff called? The cat in the hat, cat and Jack, cat and Jack. That's not exactly <laughs> high performance snow gear mm-hmm. there. Uh, so yeah, I just wanted to make sure that if I was getting cold, then I knew Yep, he'd be getting cold. And the, we had the otter set up, really didn't even need it. No. Um, had the otter set up with the diesel heat going. My, I think my setup broke real well. Uh, where yep. I just had the wind break up. Yep. Uh, had the pointed it towards the sun. Yep. Uh, and just said, if you sat in there, it was, I mean, it was pretty warm just oh, yeah. sitting right there like yeah, that. Not bad. So that was cool. And then, uh, yeah, met met the guy that lived by the lake. He was pretty cool to talk to. We talked talk, talk to him last year. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Was pretty he got cool good stuff. stuff on there. Yeah. Pretty cool stuff. Nice. Um, Deer hunter. Yep. But yeah, he's he's a good outdoors outdoorsman type and. Keeps an eye on the pond for us. Keeps an eye on the pond. Yep. yep. <laughs> That's good. Yep. So let's talk about uh, cooking out on the ice. So like like you said, we really did. Do you want to go to a break first? Oh, yeah. Uh, I feel like the cooking part's going to be the meat of the episode. Yeah, that is going to be a good one. Yeah. Yeah, let's go to a break. Okay. We'll make you guys sit through uh, one more Evergrow commercial and one more Short Rod Joe commercial this season. Yep. Giddy up. <laughs> All right. We'll be back on... The Short Rod Show. Ben, where have you been? We've got a Short Rod Show episode to drop here in a half an hour. Ah, shoot. I've been outside blowing snow in my driveway for the last hour. Jeez, give me a break, Brett. Man, you just gotta hire that out. I don't know. Like, how would I find someone that could do it? I don't know. I just look up on Google. Yeah, that could work, but how do I know they're any good? All I know is that the best companies use Evergrow Marketing to show up on Google. Yeah, that's a good point. I know Evergrow Marketing is a digital marketing agency that provides straightforward solutions for local service businesses. Yeah, but what does that mean? Well, Brett, it means if your business relies on leads and inquiries from your surrounding area, they'll take care of your website, make sure you're showing up on search engines like Google, and make your phone ring with new business. They've worked with landscaping and lawn care companies, roofing contractors, car dealers, hospitals, banks and credit unions, and more. If you own or work for a business that could use a little help, with the digital side of your marketing, check them out over at evergrowmarketing.com. Also, tell them that Ben and Brett over at the Short Rod Show sent you, and they'll knock 10% off your first bill. You know, Brett, I was poking around on Facebook the other day, and I could just not find the Short Rod Show. What's the deal? Oh, you just got to punch us in on Google. What do you mean? We show up on Google already? Oh, yeah. The Evergrow team hooked us up. Holy cow. That's awesome. Yeah. Good deal. I'll try that now. Yeah, right. You just punch in Short Rod Show, and we'll come up on our website, shortrodshow.com. It'll come up on Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Awesome. So people can find us all over now. Yeah, all over the internet. 
That's great. We're also on Instagram, too. I've been trying to keep up with that. Posting some cool pictures. When we're out on the ice, you can check us out there, too. Yeah. Sweet updates. Awesome. Check us out, guys. Hey, welcome back, guys. Thanks for joining us through the break. We're talking catching and cooking today. Yep. So we didn't uh, actually bring anything home this year. That's pretty rare. Freezer. Or in the refrigerator. I didn't either. clean any fish at home. No, everything was cleaned on the ice this yep. year. And we took our guts home with us. Well, we we bagged them up and threw them in the trash on our way out yep. of the lake. But yep, did did things the right way. Yep, yeah. But I did enjoy that. Well, it was just something about kind of having uh, some hot, yep. little hot meal there at the end of the day before you head home. Really made it made a trip. Like yep. I feel like each of the trips we did that on, it made it into like an event. It wasn't just like oh we just went fishing and went home. It was like yeah. oh no, hung out with some cool people, had some good food. Yeah, you know, did something a little different. Shot the breeze for a little while. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, so this year, I, on a hot tip from Mr. Fishing Kit, I got into the the uh, cheap Chinese camping stove that runs butane. on butane. Yeah. So if you remember uh, past seasons, uh, was running a $15 Walmart propane burner, basically. Which it worked well. And I still have it. It works fine. Yeah. Um, the only problem with that is it's a little sketchy setting up. Like it's tippy. Yep. So I lost the base. Okay. Unnaturally. And most of the time I'm setting up on bare ice this year. We didn't yep. have a ton of snow till later. So um, setting that up. And then it didn't put out a ton of heat. Like when I'm cooking outside, it got soaked up pretty quick by yep. the wind. Or Well, and you outside. don't really have any need to run those one pound propane tanks anymore. Nope. Nope. Now, if we had a diesel stove, maybe that'll be next year. I'm sure that's a thing. That that is a thing. Yeah, yep. I know. I've seen ethanol stoves before. They were, they're real stinky suckers. Oh man. <laughs> yep. So this butane stove um, seemed to work pretty good, other than when the butane gets very cold. Yeah, it loses pressure. You lose pressure, it dies, and it can get really cold just from using it. Yeah, that's the other thing. So, but it turns out some heat. Oh man, hot hot heat. Yeah, yeah. That fired up the frying pan in no time. Yep. So that worked out pretty well. I feel like uh TK stove, that worked pretty well too. Yeah. You had the propane stove going. Yep, yep. A little bit bigger setup, burner. Yep. I like the, stove. the that one burner, that butane stove you had. It comes in a nice little package. Uh, try to think of uh, compare how to compare size to something uh, normal. But. Size of like a laptop, a little thicker. Yeah, a lot thicker, but yeah. Size it's about of two inches, probably two inches thick. Maybe eight by eight. It's yeah, yeah, something like that. Yep. Uh, and then yeah, a little canister looks like a little aerosol can yep. that plugs into her. And they are cheap. They're are they cheap? Two, two fifty a piece. Two fifty a piece. Yep. Nice. And you get a pack of ten. Yep. Pack of four. Pack of four, four for ten bucks. Oh, I didn't bet. at the Asian store. So if you have a local Asian store, go yeah, pick them up. that was a hot tip. I was like, <laughs> that's fantastic. I will get that. That was pretty cool. So what else do you keep in the kit? Well, I know we've gone through it a few times, but. Yeah. So I, I kind of have a uh, plastic tote, which is nice to keep it, in it's the It's seen otter. better days last time yeah, I saw it. I need it. to get it, replace it. I need to get something a little bit taller yeah. so I can fit all the good stuff in there. Um, but yeah, keep some cooking oil in it, uh, frying pan, set of tongs, which is key. Yeah. Uh, we originally were using a plastic fork. That's never worked. Doesn't work. Um, paper towels, paper plates. I got some bowls in there, uh, and then Ziploc bags. You got to have at least a couple. Filet knife. And then filet knives. A couple filet knives. And That's a, key, too. Na- this year, I'm going to start bringing the cutting board. And yep. A nice, thick cutting board. I have a cutting board that we thick use one. 
Oh, I don't have a thick one. Need something to get my hand up off the yeah. ice a little bit. I'll start bringing that. Cutting board is handy. And then uh, multiple fillet knives. If you're out with more yep. people than just yourself, you might as well just have a couple guys going at Your it. Your hand gets pretty damn cold after filleting 20 yep. bluegills yep. Uh, heading into the fryer. Yep. Yeah, even inside. Yeah. I mean, you're yeah. basically... Now, if we had like a little uh, fillet table, we could bring that baby out Ooh. and set that up. Yeah, but that's getting to be pretty bulky. That's pretty bulky. All right. Maybe. We're looking at a TV tray. Yeah. yeah <laughs> that would yeah, actually not know. be too bad. Yeah. Just sacrifice one of those babies. Um, yeah, that's not not too terrible. And nope. then fish breading. So and then breading. I branched out. I basically went to Mills, the fleet farm, and bought almost everything. They Do you had. recall what all you bought? Yeah. Yeah. So them off. Uh, Mills has their own brand of breading called the Back 40. Okay. So I have the Back 40 Cajun and the Back 40 Original, which we haven't tried yet. The original? Yep. We yeah. haven't tried either of the Back 40s. Oh, we didn't. Nope. So I still got that to test out. And then uh, also got the original, the Shore Lunch mm-hmm. original red box. Good stuff. Um, and then also the Shore Lunch Cajun, which is fantastic. That's the staple. That's, that's the gold standard. Uh, and then branched out a little bit as well and got some Andes breading. So I got their red breading, which we haven't tried yet. I got their original breading. That's like cornmeal kind of based. Yeah. Uh, and then also the uh, Andes red hot chicken batter. The red hot chicken but That's the one that was super hot, yeah. wasn't it? Yep. Real peppery, if I remember right. Yep. 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 And that, that is like red. It's red in color. It's, yep. it's pretty stiff. Yeah. Uh, and that's hot. meant, that was meant to be like an egg wash, you know, full on dip batter for chicken. Yep. Wet batter. And we just did it straight dry. Yeah. It's pretty good. Though. It was hotter than sucker. <laughs> it's hot. And I think it gets a little bit more as like, you could tell the later batches of having that batter, it, the breading in the oil yep. was like just even hotter. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Ready to roll. Oh, and then you had uh, uh, almond flour and whatever for, oh, for Brandon and, and Alex. Yeah, Alex brought that. Was that just almond flour? and Almond uh, flour and salt and pepper, I think. Salt and pepper. Yeah. FYI, almond flour burns like a son of a bitch in the oil. <laughs> oh, yeah. It turned that oil black. Yeah. Uh, I think we might have had the heat up pretty high. I feel like it wasn't that hot. It was hot because I, it? It, I put that first piece in. And it was like browned over and firm in no time. Ready to roll. And I was like, oh, I can even flip it. <laughs> yeah. Way too soon. Yeah. So that was pretty ripping hot. Nice. Uh, what was your favorite of the ones we did? I like that flaming hot breading. I didn't. I, oh, yeah. I like the Cajun. I, I think we need to temper it down with a little bit of shore lunch. Yeah, I need to cut it with something. Yep. Do a little half and half. Yeah. I'm interested, actually. I'm just, uh, I'm sad we didn't try the back 40 Cajun. Yeah, so that stuff it's like a dollar eighty nine, where uh, shore lunch is like two nineteen or something. Well, and the you problem save that like shore lunch Cajun is you can't buy it everywhere. They don't sell it at Fairway, which is no. a pain in the ass. No, it's hard, kind of hard to find. Yeah, sometimes yeah. I think hy is the only consistent place that I've been able to find it. Oh, okay. Mills has it all the time. Mills has, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah but I don't do a lot of grocery shopping at Mills. Yeah, uh, and then I do next year. I do want to try that Jay Seaman's Catch and Cook. Mm. I, he has some cool ideas on that. Like yeah. it's just some original kind of fish, fish breading. Well, then, you know, kind of, you know exactly who you're supporting. I like that part yeah. too. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Nothing wrong with that. He's done a lot of work. Yeah. He's a good dude. So there's just something about cooking out on the ice. Just makes the trip. 
Yeah. It's turned out really nice. Um, and then of course meet a bunch of new people, get some more people over, yep. people see you're cooking, whatever. Yeah. Yep. That's Everybody's fun. out. Uh, yeah, we did have a few debacles. Uh, yeah, the, the sushi on ice was a little mm-hmm. bit of a debacle. That one was yep. pretty hot. So especially with my propane burner after, if you don't wait enough, to, you know, in between batches, you of gotta fish, let it heat the oil back up. It was taking forever to heat yep. that back up. So yep. yeah, then you get about 250 degree oil trying to Yeesh. cook fish in and it's just you eat a lot of oil. Ugh. Yeah. So lubes you up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Lots of canola. Yeah. 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 That's what that you don't really think about ice when you're, when you're out on the ice is it's cold and you're, you got, it takes a lot to keep that heat. Yep. rolling on your and, oil and that butte well and i'd always recommend it when you can cook outside. cook outside yes not even for the fire hazard but just so you don't stink yep. up your so my shelter, shelter that uh on on our mississippi trip we fished in or we cooked inside because it was brutally cold and windy and windy you couldn't cook outside yeah. and uh it still smells like a mcdonald's yeah fish sandwich right now yep, yep. <laughs> and, I, and i think that'll lead us into the next subject too a little bit unless you have yeah, something else yeah, to talk about yeah. in the cooking part uh is getting those smells in there i feel like that attracts animals during the off season like that oh, could yeah. be an issue absolutely like if you do a lot of cooking inside yeah. your shack be conscious that those oils and that and that yep. smell and flavor is in the fabric of your shack yep that's going to attract animals oh, during, yeah. the, during the summer Got a lot of smells going on in my yep. So, yeah, I need to air mine out. But you're also fairly a little more rodent-free oh, in your garage. Pretty urban like. here. Pretty urban. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no shit. Real urban. Um, but, yeah, so storing your uh, storing your gear. Yep. Br- what's Brett's top three tips for storing your gear? Uh, my number one tip for storing the shack is to get it up off the ground. There you go. Uh, yep. I use a kayak hoist. Hoist mine up into the... Into the rafters of my garage. I've had some people say that, oh, it gets too hot up there to melt stuff. I've never had any problems with it. Maybe different garage designs or something. Makes We're not it, in Arizona uh, here, yeah, people. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I've never had any problems with it. Yeah. Uh, I like that a lot. It gets it up out of the way. Minimal access for the rodents. I mean, I'm sure yep. if they really, if I had, yeah, like like you say, if I wasn't such an <laughs> urban area. a cheeseburger in there, they'd find uh, it. Yeah, I'd have that problem. Uh, number two is I... Uh, I oil things up and like to wipe stuff down. So I'll put a little dry lube on my uh, on my poles and stuff on the on the shack. I don't know what you call them. The yep. little slider parts. The frame. Yeah, the frame of it. Uh, get a little dry lube on there to make sure they're all lubed up before the season ends. And then also kind of wipe down the skirting, wipe down the box, wipe down the sled, yep. uh, all that. Just try to get any salt off of there or whatever you might have that might yep. uh, accumulate some corrosion over cool. the off season. What's the third one? Oh, that was number three. Lube up was number two. And then oh, number okay. Combine it. I got Lube you. up and wipe down. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Um, dryer sheets work pretty well. Keeping rodents away. Pack that sucker. I full. don't think that actually does anything to keep I, away. I, I it enjoy it how nice. it smells. Oh, yeah. You, you no doubt. Right I'm still going to do it. Oh. It helps the smell. It, it smells beautiful every year when you open her back up. Yep. I don't think it does anything to keep the rodents out. Uh, Done it every year clean, and haven't had any rodents. So. Cab clean, I think, does a good job if you know that what that is uh-uh. it's a little baggy uh they put them in like a lot of like tractors and stuff uh repels rodents and it smells like mint all right uh, try I, that this year i have i struggle using bait like rat bait yeah poison just because that it attracts them yep. to eat it so i don't want to attract anything towards my shack 
No. I want to repel them yep. as much as possible. So anything you can use to repel instead of attract yeah, them. will run out and die somewhere or uh, die in your shelter. Or traps. If you have a problem, just lay some traps around. Yeah. Uh, I know I've seen like the, uh, what's it called? comes in a bucket. It's little green cubes. Uh, it comes in different colors of cubes. Uh, mouse bait. <sighs> what's it called? <laughs> it, it has corn in it. Daycon. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that, I, I feel like that's the name, but I don't remember exactly. Yeah. I know, uh, I know what you're talking about. But it's it's mouse bait. Yeah. Uh, I've seen it where at my parents' house, my dad's trying to kill mice. They're getting fat on it. I saw mice <laughs> crawling out of the sucker, feeding on it and getting out of there. They're just picking around the bad stuff? Yeah, yeah. They're just eating it like crazy, just getting fat on it, and it just wasn't doing nothing. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, the the dryer sheet thing, I can't say if it works well or not, but sure makes you feel good about yeah, it. And I haven't it had any... Good. Any rodent problems, which is good for sure. Um, airing your shelter out—that's yep. a big one too. So, like right now, mine is mine is still wet from. Oh yeah, you got to dry so, it out. Yep. But then also air it out to help try to get out, get as many of those cooking smells and stuff out of there yep. as possible. So my plan is to wait till it's about 60, 70 degrees one day. Fire up the diesel heat, just run her till about runs out of fuel. Well, that'll take you a couple of days, man. I know. <laughs> Just bake that thing. Yeah. So, what, do you have any winterizing uh, thoughts on the diesel heater? No, nothing. I'm new. not going to do anything special. Nothing to really it. comes to mind. Uh, I have a little bit of this uh, fuel additive in it right now that uh, is for like kerosene heaters. So it's supposed to like clean your wick and okay, like it's basically probably just alcohol. But um, I just have some of that in there, so that should help kind of keep everything lubed up i don't know yeah. ready to roll for next next season um winterize no, the quad gonna, at all nope uh, i just run treated fuel in it all the time and yeah. i fire it up every month yeah one pull not a lot of work to be done on the augers good to uh, go. i like i spray some pb blaster on my auger yep. blades but that's about it keep it from getting rusty change uh, the auger blades out uh, i haven't mine are two three i think no I, i've still got the blades you gave me even i know you i've never even put them on you can tell it's crusty. Yeah, mine don't cut as well as yours does, but my my drill doesn't spin as fast as yours does either. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll have another set of blades for you if you want. <laughs> I mean, I got them, so I like yeah. I like change blades out. Fresh every year, huh? How long are we going to keep the laser augers? I don't know. I'm feeling like I'm going to get an eight inch here before too long. <laughs> I know. It's just it's that that seven inch for the for my uh, PS22 transducer. If it's the transducer, fine. It's just when you have it in down view mode, that cord st- sticks out the side, yep. and then it just catches the ice enough that if I don't have that screw cranked real tight, it'll cock, cock my transducer off a little bit, and it's super annoying. Turn it into down mode. Then it goes into forward mode again. Forward mode. Yeah. yeah. It gets super annoying when that happens, so yep. I might need to get the 8-inch hole. Dang it. Yeah. That 7-inch is just a real sweet spot. Yeah. I like it. And I just have so many augers now, I just need to consolidate. You need to get a light flight? I'm thinking about it, <laughs> and I'm I'm even, dare I say, thinking about just selling the the seven inch complete and getting an eight inch light flight. No, Without no clamp, no plate. clamp plate. Yeah, yeah, I like that clamp plate a lot. Yep, I got thinking still, about I'm it. I'm gonna stick with the clamp plate. Anyway, we got all summer to think about that. Uh, yeah, drill still run good. Uh, yeah, didn't break my drill this year. So how about uh, flashers? Nothing really there. Just keep them charged in the middle of the summer. Yep. Uh, and I think with lithium batteries, too, they, yeah, you don't need to. That's not a deal. big a deal. No, definitely. Yep. And I mean, I plan on using mine over the summer anyway, so that's yep. not a big deal. Uh, what about rod storage? 
Do you do like rod storage, bait wise, that sort of stuff? I try to clean mine up. Like I'll pick off any of the, like the old ties <laughs> the and old knots, crud. old knots on the eyelets and that sort of stuff. Yeah, I sure. try to pick off all that. Yep. Any old dead crusty, uh, yep. wax worms still on the hook. Make sure when you put your rods in the case that they're not under any kind of tension. That's the only thing that I've run into issues with. Yep. On some cheap rods where, yep, they're toast. They're just let up on your permanently drag. bent. Loosen your well, drag they got as much caught as on something also. as I was putting stacking yeah. them in there. Yeah, I get um, no for your reel and your drag. Yeah. It's good to loosen up your drag as much as possible. Yep. That we don't flatten that way out here. Wouldn't plate. do that. Yep. Yep. Do that. Uh, yeah. Typically, what I do is I try to take off all the lures off my off my rods. I just reel up the line so it's not under tension all winter long. And, yep. That's a good idea. Uh, pop them in the case and rock and roll. There you go. Yeah. Really, not a lot of. I mean, a few things, but. Yeah, and when you think about it, we're only how many months away from using it again? Not that a lot. Actually, <laughs> Not <yeah>. that many. <laughs> Nine months out. All right, here we go. Yep. Three quarters. Mm-hmm. All right. Two quarters. Plans for next season. Yep. What are your plans for next season? <laughs> My plans for next season. <laughs> uh, I, I do plan on getting new bibs. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I do. Fray Bill ones are finally. Yeah. And they still work all right, but uh, yeah, the, the waterproofing's not as good, and the knee pads are starting to go shot on them. Yeah. And the, the down around where the boot heel is and stuff, I step on them every once in a while. It's getting kind of ragged down there, and they kind of stink like shit. Yep. Uh, so yeah, I'm thinking the Eskimo Roughnecks, I think is what that's called. Yep. So I think oh, that'd be sweet. With. Yep. What do you think, Ben? Uh, definitely gonna do a hub. Yeah. It's time for a hub kid camping we got too many kids running around we got too much going on we're not going to be quite as mobile next year we can with the current setup but we need to hunker down and do some camping well we'll bring the hub and then still out. have the sh- the shacks to go run around in and that hub yeah will i think the hub the will be home. the warming warming shelter yeah um was talking with my wife about about that and kind of spaced out how big of a hub to get yeah we're, we're really looking at that 650 eskimo how big is is that like outbreak. a two-man or is that like an eight-man one yeah it's like six to eight i think six to eight nice that's a pretty slick little deal yeah good size it's not their biggest one but it's not it's not a big double hub it's the biggest single hub oh does gotcha. that make sense gotcha i was actually kind of eyeballing that double hub i kind of like the look of that the 850 yeah they're they're sweet. They well, don't that I, much I feel more like either. there'd be a nice way to divide out your area. You got like a fishing area, and then you'll have like the actual camping living area. Sure. Yeah. I feel like would provide that option. Yep. Uh, so that'd be cool. Um, and I'm looking at doing a portable diesel build, diesel heater build. Oh, to heat the to heat it, heat the shack. I think that'd be sweet. That would be sweet. Um, so there's there's a couple guys uh, I was following on Facebook that one guy lives in Alaska. And he builds these diesel heaters in a case, basically, on wheels. And they use it to preheat uh, airplanes. Oh, shit. To start them up in the winter. That's pretty sweet. And he plugs a one DeWalt battery in in it, run, wheels the case over, and yep. he pulls out his little, uh, you know, slinky-looking uh, duct work, goes right up in the engine, throws a tarp over it. Oh, yeah. Heats it up, nice. fires the plane up. So something like that yeah. would work pretty So good. that's going to open a whole new can of worms for next season on just ice camping gear. Yeah. I think that'll give us a nice opportunity to talk about different gear Ooh. stuff to yeah. start the season Yeah, uh, next season. Yeah, I need to figure out cots and... Cots, cooking, tables, 
floor mats. Oh my gosh. Uh, so much gear. <laughs> heat, power. Yep. Uh, video games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we won't even be fishing. Yeah, yeah. We'll just be out All there. All that stuff. Out there avoiding the family. Yep. <laughs> It'll Couch, be, maybe. We're going to buy a hub under the premise of fishing with family and then it'll just be me and brett out there camping yeah we'll be each in our own eight-man hub yep (laughs) hanging out by ourselves one in each corner well then we need to get to connect them they need to come out with a little connector flap so we can zip them together and have a little portal to go back and forth that's a good idea i bet we could figure something out yeah are you getting a hub too thinking about it well we'll see what yours looks like first yeah maybe i'll get one i think probably at the ice show would be a pretty good time to get one yeah 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 for sure i mean the amount of deals you can get. Yeah. Oh, I lied, baby. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to get, hard to find that stuff. I yeah, think I even know. coming up next year, next season, be the same thing. But Might be. We'll see. So. Yeah, that'll be fun next year. Yep. You're winding down, Brett. Yeah, you're I fading that, fast. That's all on I me. got. You got any other Another memories you want to talk about? Season three. I think it was a good season. Season three. I mean, we got most most all of what we wanted accomplished. Got your cat. No, I didn't catch any walleyes this year, but that's fine. Yeah, we're not on the we're not camping. Did get the big cat. That worked out. Yep. Got the Mississippi. Yep. That worked out real well. Oh, next year too we'll be going hard in the paint on the tip ups also. Mm-hmm. Uh I think that's key I think that's prime for kid kid fishing. Oh my gosh, they would love that. Set the tip ups out. Yep. Then we don't have to worry about nobody jigging or messing with anything. Yep. Then we can go tend to the kids, let them do their own thing. Run around chasing flags. Go play, flags. yeah, do whatever, and then just chase flags. Yep. I think that'd be prime. Yeah, we need the six-pack. Well, because then I got their, I got Thomas's license now, or Thomas's two, extra two. Well, you got Henry's <laughs> yeah, extra exactly. two uh, lines can you can Can kids run. get a third line? No. Well, because you're not buying a license anyways. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll have, what, five lines here and four lines with you, so... Mm-hmm. Well, I'll get the extra one then at that all point. Right. I'm, if I'm buying now all the tip I'll get the extra yeah. one. That'll be worth it. <laughs> For 10 bucks. Yeah. yeah. That really made it worthwhile, um, getting that extra line and going to town. Oh, yeah. Tip-ups and jaw-jackers. Yeah, yeah. Get some of your homemade. Get uh, mass-produced those bad boys. Get them rocking and rolling out <laughs> yep. there. Buy out Home Depot and all their goofy uh, their PVC fittings. Two-inch PVC. Or not at <laughs> two-inch, probably one-inch PVC mm-hmm. is what you're running. Yep, inch or inch and a half, something like that. Man, that'll be sweet. Yep. Well, thanks everyone for joining in with us this season. It's been been really fun. Yeah, it has been great. Talk ice fishing. We had a heck of a lot of online interaction this year, and I really enjoyed that. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Keep the keep the stuff coming. We'll be around. We'll have our. We'll be checking messages all that through the summer. Probably do some kind of summer update with you guys. Yep. um, This year again, and well, we didn't do one last year. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Last year was a heck of a year. Yeah, that's <laughs> for sure. Yep. Awesome. Well, we'll catch you next season on The Short Ride Show.